Wait, that's a thing? Never heard of it. Oh, you have no idea. This is Haven Space, a safe place for fantasies. Brought to you by sex coach and researcher Sarah Perry. Hi folks, this is Sarah Perry and welcome back to Haven Space. Today we're going to be talking about FINDOM, financial domination. By the end of this podcast, you should know what FINDOM is, what it isn't, where to find it, how to prepare, how to go about making this happen for yourself with all of the consent, respect, and pleasure that our bodies are worthy and capable of. So what is FINDOM? FINDOM comes from the term financial domination. Um, Findom is probably the more modern form of domination that takes place over the internet most of the time, where a person really, really enjoys having another person control their money for them. And that is just a really basic definition that can come in many different forms. A very common way to think about it would be to have a person, typically a masculine person, a guy that you call a cash pig or an ATM as a nickname, and literally gets off on you telling him he needs to give you money, that he you will only talk to him if he pays you for your time. Or um, alternatively, you could go even further, and there are people that literally hand over their bank accounts. They hand over all of their stuff to the person that's dominating them, what we call the FINDOM, typically D-O-M-M-E, which is most of the time the feminine person who is dominating and taking control of the money. If you look at the other side of it, it could also work as in um, a domination from the person who is giving money. In our society, money is seen as power, and you can make it look like an insult if you are paying someone. For example, you could have the submissive partner either be a person that begs for money and is desperate and acts desperate and that's part of the draw, that they're desperate for your money and that you can give them something that gives them a little bit more power than what they've been needing and craving and all of that stuff. You could also um, use money as an insult in forms of making someone feel like they're being prostituted. So whereas you would have had a normal relationship dynamic where one person was more dominant and one more submissive, it could be a very big draw to then make the the submissive person come across like a prostitute by giving them money, for example, immediately after sex. One way that people can do this is things like um, having money on the nightstand at the end of a date so that the person already knows that the dynamic is this really disparate power dynamic. Now, while Findom has been around probably as long as any kind of power dynamic exchange sexually, which is since the start of sex, Findom is much more current. It's much easier to accomplish right now, especially during COVID and quarantine, simply because most of it takes place entirely on the internet. A lot of Findom The way that it is used in the colloquial terms actually happens through chat rooms where there could be like a dominatrix who already has an established group of people that are going to see her site or see her chat box or her OnlyFans where they can, for example, um, ask you for things like consensual blackmail. Now, let's explore that subject for a little bit. 
Of course, everything we're talking about is something that both parties have already agreed that they want to be a part of. But then you can take it even further with something like consensual blackmail, where the person who is submissive agrees to show something or provide something like pictures or some type of evidence that then can be used against them. And this item later on in the relationship can be used over and over and over again to have something to kind of hold over the other person's head and make them give more money. It is important to note that most people who engage in findom online are pretty experienced, are um, not these fly by the seat of their pants, I'm going to make an OnlyFans because it's quarantine and I'm just going to make as much money as I can and bail. They're actually people who do this professionally, who are dominatrixes professionally and know how to treat people and keep them inside the lines of consent. With that being said, a lot of the agreement between the fin dom and the cash peg slash ATM typically involves a conversation where there is a ballpark amount of money that the person would like to stick to. So a person would say, for example, hey, my budget for this type of activity is really only four or $5,000 a month, in which case the fin dom has as her responsibility to stay within those boundaries simply because that's what is ethical and that's what has been agreed upon. Of course, there are exceptions to every rule and there are going to be people that see this as a good way to scam people out of their money. But the actual fetish isn't about getting scammed. It's about really wanting someone to take control of your finances and use you. Remember that being used is not the same thing as getting scammed. Being used can be consensual. Being used can be a large part of your sexual play dynamic and the idea that something has something to gain from being with you. In fact, most of us engage in using people around us all of the time for many reasons. It seems completely unrealistic to think that we're not using the people around us by getting from them what we need, whether it be support, love, attention, companionship, all of these things, we're always using people around us. We don't don't have to use it in a negative term all of the time. Whereas by contrast, scamming someone is doing something they did not agree to have you do and that they have no choice but to allow you to do after you've already started doing it. Scamming someone is never acceptable. In fact, it goes completely against the rules of consent that would denote that you have to have a previous agreement with full understanding of what was going to happen. So if you find yourself in a situation where you are having the option to scam someone out of a bunch of money because they seem like they're willing to give it, or in a situation where someone is asking you for a bunch of money and you feel like maybe that's not something you're comfortable with, don't do it. All of sexuality is about finding what is between pushing our boundaries and finding our comfort zone. And it's kind of a wide space. It sounds like it's just a super fine gray line, but it's not. In fact, it's a whole gray area where we can grow and play and enjoy without ever actually having to cross anyone's boundaries. Other ways that findoms can sometimes um, encourage people or hold people accountable for paying tribute, um, which is what we would call the amount of money that they get paid or the gifts that they're being given, 
is to have, for example, a wall of shame on the website where they literally post pictures or images or sometimes the blackmail materials that the person didn't want to get out as a way of showing that this person has not been contributing or alternatively, sometimes if the person has been donating, they would like to be featured as the top supporter or the top donor. In this way, a lot of patron accounts work so that top donors have a special badge sometimes and they when they contribute to content everyone knows that they are the top supporters of that person with all of the websites that i'm mentioning it makes perfect sense that right now is a fantastic time to be talking about financial domination and also to be talking about any kind of internet interaction another term that i have heard come up recently in conversations with me and an old friend is the term simp Um, S-I-M-P and it's being used in a lot of places in the internet really as a mockery as an offensive term to any of the typically men who stalk slide into the DMs and otherwise try to contact women who are not giving them any attention typically women who have a certain amount of popularity on social media uh, namely Instagram people who would try to slide them a message that says something about how lovely they are. And in fact, you could probably go back on the feed and look back on all of the comments that they have made that have been sweet and kind and considerate, but definitely unwanted by the person since they are not responding. That is a huge part of the simp idea is the concept of unrequited love and the want to always get more attention from that person and thinking that that attention is going to come from being helpful and being kind and from sending gifts or money. So there is definitely a correlation between the term findom and someone who's into findom and a simp, except for most of the time, I would say that the simp doesn't really realize that this is the type of game they're in and doesn't actually receive anything out of it except probably a little bit of frustration and not really knowing what's going on. If you're trying to flirt with people on the internet, you have to go about it a different way than than just sending them a message to their private info to try to um, connect on that level. And of course, I'm at some point going to have to do something about... um, some kind of episode about this theme but the idea that you could just write to someone online who has sexy pictures up and tell them that they are sexy and that that's going to be a reason that they have to respond to you and answer and say thank you and like you is completely unrealistic and actually doesn't ever work so don't even try it people like to be approached based on their interests and based on their contributions People like to know that they are valued and valuable and that what they have to say is important. This is one of the reasons that findom actually makes sense because the person that is financially contributing, paying tribute, gets a lot more out of it than you could see. The person that is contributing gets out of it the sense of knowing they're taking care of someone, the sense that they're supporting someone. They also tend to really enjoy TPE, the idea of total power exchange, Um, which doesn't necessarily only happen online and it doesn't necessarily only happen in somewhat platonic relationships. In fact, there are many committed romantic relationships where they have decided to allow one partner to have a total power exchange. This can look like 
one partner having not only control of the finances and then providing an allowance, which is a super traditional form of marriage arrangement, really. And it can also be seen in BDSM couples where one couple literally will wake up in the morning and ask for permission to masturbate or permission to orgasm during intercourse can totally be part of this total power exchange dynamic, which is actually super, super common in BDSM, especially in the lived experience of BDSM as opposed to the fetishized like weekend BDSMer. But even though this may seem like something that happens just at home, a person engaging in Findom online can be in a similar situation. They could easily decide to hand over their bank account and all of their finances and have the person take care of all of their bills and all of their stuff and just be given a day-to-day allowance or just an allowance for major purchases and everything else to be taken care of for them. When you consider this type of dynamic, it makes kind of sense because it definitely takes us back to a time when we weren't Um, responsible for taking care of all of the crap we have to take care of and making sure that everything is paid and up to date and all of those little details that can drive us crazy it's almost very sexual to be relaxed enough because someone else is taking care of your needs so some important things to note of course are if you are going online and you are looking for someone because you want to be um, a cash pig or an ATM to somebody, engage in Findom. You can find websites that make it super easy to engage in Findom. In fact, FetLife has Findom. Most of the time, um, financial dominatrixes can be found on Twitter, which has apparently become a really great site for this type of activity. Um, Duno.com and HePays.com are both FinDom sites that you can easily get on and uh, find someone to be dominated by or to dominate. Um, And sometimes people even have blogs. One really interesting thing to do would be to... Find information online about the person that you are seeing. These people on these websites like Dunno and HePays, they have profiles that you can see and you can sometimes chat with other people who are members of the site and ask information about those um, financial dominatrixes. You want to have some kind of background information on the person in case they happen to be a person who's already flaky and also in case you don't really know if this is a person you can trust. If you feel like sending money to someone on the internet, I guarantee that that money will be used and received happily. I can't guarantee that you will be happy with the results unless you do your own due diligence. The way I recommend thinking about it is consider that what you're paying for entertainment. So you would, for example, go to the casino, but if you were to spend $2,000 at the casino on one night, you would think, oh, I threw away that money, or you could alternatively think, I could have spent $2,000 on a nice dinner and a really nice show, so this was actually just me paying for entertainment. When you are looking for a financial dominatrix, know that that money will be used for your entertainment, and the moment it stops being entertaining for you, you have more than a free right to just walk away. And if you find that you enjoy it and you would like more of that kind of domination, by all means, go ahead. Other financial dominatrixes online can have different kinds of sites than um, fan pages. They can also have just um, blogs that you can look at or 
They could have Amazon wish lists or other kind of wish lists that you can go online and shop from without actually giving them money. And if that makes you more comfortable, that seems reasonable. Of course, I would like to say it's pretty important that you don't give out your credit card or banking information to people on the internet. And if I have to tell you that, then you're probably someone who has already learned the lesson on your own. But if you haven't, let me just give you a word of warning. Don't give people your credit card number. Send money through different kinds of websites. There are millions. You could send money through Venmo, Square, Cash App, PayPal. Um, if you do send money on PayPal, make sure you don't put any descriptive phrases because PayPal doesn't allow any type of sex work, which is why you don't want to talk about it. And yes, Findom is sex work. Whether or not you think that what you're doing is providing money for sexual arousal, you are. And in fact, it could potentially be seen as a form of prostitution. According to the legal definition of prostitution, in its most basic form is that prostitution is the exchange of sexual act for money. So different state laws have expanded this definition to make it a crime to offer, agree to, or engage in a sexual act for compensation of any kind. But think about it, that pretty much encompasses uh, all of sex. Because you're never having sex just for sex. You're typically having sex for connection. You're having sex for love. You're having sex for um, other kinds of gains than just an orgasm. I mean, even in marriages and committed relationships, a lot of times sex is used as some type of currency. So based on the definition, yes, definitely exchanging money for someone to uh, dominate you financially even, if that is something that gets you off, is considered a form of prostitution. Now again, if you don't feel comfortable sending people money, Findom can also be with you sending people gifts. And gift giving is actually a super fun, enjoyable thing, even one of the love languages. And maybe you are the kind of person that enjoys gift giving so much that you like to do it with people on the internet. So make sure you have very clear expectations of your exchange, what you expect to receive for the amount of money, what your boundaries are, what your needs are in terms of what you want to be budget-wise, and be very mindful about your partner's while you are doing this. Remember, if you are already in committed relationship or relationships with other people, sometimes they should be made aware if the financial domination aspect of your life is going to be affecting them. So I know I always finish off with how to be safe, but additional to the things that I have stated about your financial safety and your emotional safety, really there is no physical risk in terms of FinDom because it doesn't tend to include any kind of sexual activity that actually touches your skin. So in general, follow the instructions for how to be safe with your bank account and clear guidelines and expectations, and stop any activity that makes you feel uncomfortable when you feel that you're uncomfortable. Remember, your body is so much wiser than you give it credit for. So to recap, today we talked about Findom and Simps. We talked about what it is, what it isn't, what you should kind of look out for if somebody is trying to financially dominate you, especially if that is not something that you want what websites to go check out if this is something you're interested in, how to be safe when you're doing it, and why it sometimes seems like kind of a cool concept. 
Feel free to let me know your thoughts, message me for any suggestions on future podcasts, and make sure to tune in next week. This has been another podcast of Haven Space. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Haven Space by Sarah and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Haven Space by Sarah. If you enjoyed this talk, consider becoming a patron and helping fund more talks like this in the future.